now. 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 It's time for your VO news served piping hot and fresh. Gather round. It's time for the voiceover cafe. Welcome to the VoiceOver Cafe, VO News served up piping hot and fresh, brought to you by VoiceOver Extra. My name is Sean Caldwell, and uh, filling in for Terry today, a little lean and mean today, we have Trish Pisani. Hey, Trish. Hello. We also have Peter Bishop. Hey, Bish. Hi, everyone. So we are here to catch up on some things. It's been actually a few months. We're a little late to the table, aren't we? Yeah, and we have a bit of a skeleton crew, but it was really time to just get a show out. And unfortunately, with all of us being full-time pros, that is one of the downfalls, is that you just have scheduling snafus happen. And Terry is actually the only one that's technically not working right now. He's on a road trip. But, um, nice. we, you know... Jordan and uh, Matt Kolrick are both uh, had both had really good reasons. It's called work. Yes. <laughs> Actually, that's that's <laughs> quite be funny here. because usually Terry can't make it when he can't make it because he does have this recurring gig in mm-hmm. the city uh, and an in-person gig. So normally his excuse is either working or or rehab. Um, <laughs> But right. this time, he's actually taking a, a well-deserved break. And, ba- and based upon Facebook, he had a pretty nice vacation recently, yes? Yeah, I think he went to the Bahamas. I think he goes to the Bahamas, Bahamas with yeah. family every year, it looks like. Is that to get like a better deal on Ganja, or what's he doing? <laughs> I'm kidding. He might want his hair braided. That was, that, was always, that was always my experience. Anytime I went over there, it's like, yo, man, you want some Ganja? No, no thanks. Hair braided? Oh. I'm like, do I have enough hair to braid? I mean, I you know, I have hair, but like, the I don't think you can braid in, The Photoshop in my brain just went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Picturing Terry with dreadlocks. Actually, the funny thing is with that. this hair braiding. I, I went to St. Lucia in, in the uh, West Indies once, and all the all the girls from England were having the hair braiding. And what they don't realize is you're exposing strips of scalp to the Caribbean sun. Yeah. So yeah. they had oh, like yeah. stripes of sunburn yeah. on the head, and they were like, Aww. "Why did I do this?" <laughs> It's something I would never do because of my profile. If you pull all of my hair back at once, I just, I look like a toucan. (laughs) (laughs) So I I would never do anything like that to myself, but uh, it's kind of cool to get it done. But I, yeah, I... I don't know. <laughs> I could get it done. I mean, I've got the hair for it. Yes. Uh, I mean, the last time someone played with my hair, I, I looked between a, like a cross between Willie Nelson and Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, Hairstyles Today. My name is Sean. With <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe we'll actually get to voiceover related stuff at some point. <laughs> okay, let me, let, let me give you a nice little segue here. I have to remember what I wear in the booth. There's certain things I can't wear when I'm recording on a a live session. I've got one of these uh, just like fleecy indoor jackets, but it's got nylon on the shoulders, Mm -hmm. just like a a yoke sort of thing. And if I haven't got my hair tied back, or even when I have, if I move my head, there's this rustling as my hair is going across this nylon. I mean, this is... Girl problems, you know? Seriously. <laughs> I actually did that years ago when I lived in Texas. I got a new agent and I went in for the for like my first audition and I, I wore one of those shirts. I don't know what I was thinking. I was still kind of pretty new to the business and I just wasn't paying attention to the fact that I was swishing whenever I walked or moved. So my my agent wasn't very or the studio, the booth director wasn't very happy with me. <laughs> but uh You know what, we, we we all had that experience. Same thing. I, I like to wear some cool shirts that 
or button downs or button ups. And um, same thing, like depending on which ones I'll wear, if I move it all, you hear the shh, shh, you know, you just hear like a little in the background. Mm -hmm. So um, what I've just gone with is like a latex bodysuit. It, it kind of looks funny, but it, it perfectly quiet. <laughs> Another Photoshop vision for me. Thank you, Sean. Oh, God. But no, it, it's, it's actually a serious point. Um, I, I know there are the classic ones like um, don't wear bangles and noisy jewelry. I don't actually get into that one myself. But there are certain do's and don'ts about attire when you're in the front of a mic. Um, yeah. Um, and no perfume. Oh, it, no. Right, in a shared studio, yeah. You see how yeah. I set that nicely from irrelevance to relevance. Yay! Thank you, Bishy. Eyes a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Bish, you and I were talking the other day about over-serving different clients, and um, you had some pretty interesting things. I thought it'd be great to share on the cafe. Oh yeah, no, it, it actually came up because I, I was sparked off as usual by a, there was a, some discussion in Facebook, and some guy very. I, I'm tempted, I'm trying not to say arrogantly, but obviously this is his business plan. He said, oh, to someone, oh, you're over-serving the customer, uh, and that is the sign of a newbie. No. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I thought, I, was, I thought, no, I'm not going to get into this discussion on Facebook, because Facebook discussions are just not worth the time it takes. But the discussion came up again. Now, with everything I do, and it's something I preach, is that... We can't tell people what to do. People have to make their own educated business decisions. And everyone's business model and business plan is different. So my line on it was, if someone is paying slap bang in the middle of, that's very nice, thank you very much. If they ask for two takes of something, I may well give them three or four, depending mm -hmm. on how, how I feel, what the fee is. Mm -hmm. But if someone is paying on the low end of acceptable, they get the single taken. If they want more, then we get into negotiation. But it's it to me, it's all about building a, a customer relationship. If someone is paying me, let's just pull numbers out of the air, eight hundred to a thousand dollars for a three-minute YouTube video, they are going to get multiple takes. They're going to get retakes. They're going to yeah. get me smiling sweetly mm -hmm. and looking forward to working with them again. If someone wants to pay two fifty, three hundred they're maybe not going to get the bespoke service. They'll get good service, but uh, the question of over-serving. Now, if someone is paying me a good wad of cash, yeah, some people may call it being over-served. I call it getting access to another big wad of cash further down the road because the person wants to work with me. That's right. My, mm -hmm. my, uh, my dad was kind of a business mentor of mine when I was a young kid, and something that he always taught me is like, under-promise and over-deliver. And I always try to do mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is a point where, you know, you don't want to be taken advantage of, or you don't want to be seen as, right. as providing too much, because you don't want to be a pushover. But yeah, I, I think that as we go through our careers, there are certain people that we wind up serving more than others, like the newer, you know, I think the newer people when we're still trying to make an impression, you know, maybe it's a newer client and we're still kind of like trying to not necessarily prove ourselves but but just to kind of almost like hook them in a little bit more to, to give us more value to them before they think about going elsewhere so you know and I, I've noticed that about myself not that I've slacked off but like there's a point in a, in a business relationship where you've been working with a client for a long time and you both know what each other expects from the other yes and you just kind of have this understanding that you know this is what they need this is what I provide if you need more they'll 
they'll ask, if I, you know, if they need more, they'll ask for it. But otherwise, this is this is what they're getting for their money. No, I did understand what the guy's original point was. When someone is starting in their career, um, what there is that that's much bigger than the desire for money, it's the desire for validation. You really want to make that person happy because you you're starting out. You need to be validated in what you're doing. Now I'm validated if the check doesn't bounce. Right, <laughs> it's right. for me. Um, I'm, I'm very confident in what I do, what I can do, and also what I can't do. Um, and that's an important lesson to learn as well. But when you're starting out, it's like, oh, I've got a client, and they're they're, they're a very special person. You remember in your first couple of years every single client. Because um, everything is an event. Now it's mm-hmm. a case of I've heard of them. Oh, I worked for them last week, uh-huh. didn't I? Um, yes. And it becomes it becomes the job rather than events, a series of one-off events, and and it becomes this is what I do rather than this is what I'm trying to do and I need validating. So mm-hmm. I understand the original point, but I always with the overserving using the word is. A pejorative in some ways anyway but these are all personal business decisions sometimes you overserve sometimes they get exactly what they uh, contract for you you can't make sweeping rules right the, these are all you judge it you make a business decision on every set of different circumstances well yep. you, you said judgment calls and, and a nice little uh, segue here into we do have an actual call that came into the voiceover cafe and somebody had a question for us yay yeah you guys want to hear it sure yeah. all right Hi there, my name's Rachel and I'm a voice actress with a professional home studio and I'd like to know if my aspirations for this year are achievable or if I'm barking mad. I'd like to earn around 75000 a year as a British voice artist in America, but ideally I'd earn that income as a flexible part-time voice artist so I can write each day as well. I'd work 20 to 25 hours a week on voiceover and the rest of my time on writing. Now I'd work from home so I'd be able to switch between the two jobs as and when my clients requested. But what I want to know is what are your reactions to this? Is it possible? Do you even know of any voice artists achieving such a high income doing voiceover part-time? Anything you guys can help me with, I'd be most grateful. Thanks. Well, that was Rachel. So thanks, Rachel, for the question. So, Bish. What a lovely accent that woman has. I I thought you would say that. (laughs) Much sexier than yours, if I can just be honest. Um, depends on what your sexual proclivities are, Sean. <laughs> I've had compliments, you know. Yes. Yeah, I have the other way around preference. Right. So. Oh, let's not take that out of context, shall we? <laughs> so, in all seriousness, Bish, what do you think? What do you think about her question in terms of, is it possible to do it part-time a few hours a day and make the kind of money that she wants? There's a couple of points here. I mean, seriously, I am in the same situation. I'm a Brit working in the American market. I don't chase after work in the UK market because it's too crowded there. Your unique selling point is the fact that you can work with American clients, especially those that want to work in the same time zone because of uh, live sessions or even turnaround time. You can work with clients who absolutely need to issue a 1099, which they can't do to a UK-based UK artist. Or even a a W-2 if you're working via a paymaster or an organization like Team. So there are plenty of business advantages for a Brit in the U.S. Um, You'll always be a niche talent, so you're not going to get any exclusive deals on rosters. You're going to be freelancing everywhere and you've got to like rack up the agents. But the other interesting question is, 
what is full-time, what is part-time. It sounds like you want to work 50-50 writing and doing VO. So 20 to 25 hours a week doing VO. I'm full-time. I'm damned if I'm going to work more than 25 hours a week. Seriously, I'd like my <laughs> bed too much. You know, I didn't become self-employed to work a 40-hour week. Now, that obviously means some weeks I'm working 60, 70 hours and other weeks I'm working 10. That's just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're saying part-time, 20 hours or more, that is certainly enough time if you build up your clientele to make the number you're talking about there. I mean, that's that shouldn't be... I mean, assuming you can get the client list, assuming you're good at what you do, and I see no reason from how you sounded that you're not, then the clients are there. The American clients are looking for... I can say this because she's, we're not in competition. She's a woman. Ah, give her all the <laughs> advice she wants. <laughs> but market yourself as a niche talent. Um, be, feel free to go to agents, production houses, saying... I don't know if you have any on your roster, or even look on their roster, see what they got. You haven't got a tame Brit there. You haven't got a tame female Brit there. They've got the tame male Brit. That's me. Um, everyone needs a Brit on their roster for, you know, just one in the back pocket. They only need you once a year. But if you get enough of those production houses and clients, those one a years start, you know, it's a gig a week. Sure. And that adds up. So if you market yourself correctly, You've, you've got the equipment, you've got the chops. Yes, you can make, what was it, 75K mm. in a year? Mm -hmm. Working 25 hours? Yes. And this isn't selling the dream. This isn't a buy my video package or anything <laughs> like that. This is, this is hard work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you realize that by saying that, there are some people listening to the cafe that work 30 and 40 and 50 hours a week in VO and aren't, ha haven't broken 40,000 yet. Right. And they're mm -hmm. going to be like, well, what am I doing wrong? Maybe you're not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such a subjective business. That's the thing is, is yeah. you know, and that's why it's kind of hard to say yes or no. For me, it's hard to answer Rachel with a with a definitive yes or no, because I mean, she she could get a, a gig with the BBC tomorrow and make 75 grand a year, you yep. know, doing promos for them or something. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I found that generally, and I'm not, I'm not saying I disagree with Bish. Anything is possible, but um, in my opinion, it's. I mean, there's a lot of people working their butts off for, you know, uh, for yeah, forty or fifty grand a mm -hmm. year, um, and that's that's you know they're doing forty, fifty, sixty hour work weeks yeah. just to. I mean, you know, for marketing and all that. I'm not talking about voicing, obviously, all those hours. I'm talking about marketing um you know m uh, there's a lot of people that i know that are around the seventy-five thousand dollar range or so um that that are full-time you know voice talent and mm -hmm. that's you know so for me to only i don't know for for me to hear that you're only you only want to spend 25 hours doing it i i think i mean in my in my experience, you get what you put into it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, I'm, I mean, I, I think the odds are, I mean, if, if we're really speaking candidly here, I think the odds are against her. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's anything is possible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I'm going to yeah, I'm going to, you know, be cautiously optimistic about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For for, uh, for Rachel and for anybody else that's kind of pondering the same thing, I think it may be unrealistic to think that she can start out spending 20 or 25 hours a week and reach that income level of mm -hmm. $50,000, $75,000 yeah, if she would put in 
the 40, the 50, 60 hours a week. And that, that's not necessarily time in front of the microphone. That's time marketing, picking up the phone, sending out stuff, figuring out contacts, mm-hmm. you know, really working all, all the different networks that you're part of. She could do that for a couple of years and maybe build up the clientele to be at the forty or fifty thousand dollar level, and then yeah. and then start to go to the work a few hours a day to do it. Right. You mm-hmm. know, oh, I agree one hundred percent. I'm not saying that's overnight. Uh, my client list has taken me years to build to right. get to that sure. level. Yeah. Um, I've got. I mean, I don't do active marketing. I do passive marketing. I just sit around and let people come to me. <laughs> Hey, it works. I mean, I, I go for the low energy option on everything. But yeah, uh, I've been what doing this ten years now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow. And it's it's first five years. It was a case of can I afford a microphone? Right. Or yeah. can I afford to change it? It was a case of. But you get there. You've got to build your client list. You've got to get on those rosters. And you, when you do get the gigs from them, you've got to deliver because then they'll come back to you. But no, it will take time. You're not going to, I'm not saying start doing it 25 hours a week because you may need the 50 hours a week to do the marketing to get on the lists, uh-huh. to, to approach these clients, mm-hmm. to do a bit of networking. Yeah. So. Did, did Rachel mention the time frame that she was looking to do that? I don't remember hearing about that in, in the call, but... I, I would agree with with Bish and Sean that that it, it's if she has a if Rachel has the potential for that to make that much money, uh, it's it's definitely going to take at least a couple of years mm-hmm. in order to get yeah. up to that point steadily. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I went out on my own back in mid '90s. I was working in broadcast, uh, you know, putting in an eight or a nine hour day for the man, and then working for myself into the evening. And when it got to the point where I had eh, two to three hours of work for myself in the evening that started to equate to the same salary that I was work, you know, making working for the man, um, it's like, oh, well, if I can take this and I can double or triple or quadruple it, then hello, let's go, right? But mm-hmm. when, when I did choose to go out on my own, when I had equaled that salary from the man um, and went out on my own, uh, like a year later or so, I just tried to bank everything I possibly could to buy all the studio gear. You know, at that point, you still had to buy the reel-to-reel, and you had to buy the big board and all that stuff. It cost a lot of money back then. It 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 was really a wake-up call when I first went out on my own, because instead of having that 10 to 12-hour day of work, I had like three hours of work. I was like, well, what do I, what do, I do? You know, and so it's like fighting that whole, do I sit around and, and eat snacks and watch TV part of the time? No, I just, yep. I chose to do five and six hours of marketing every day. So within two years, I'd kind of filled my day. You know, right? I'd have six and seven hours of solid work, and from there it just grew. And I, I don't know if that's other people's experience or not, but I think if you really put in that that time up front, you know, you really create yeah. the wave. Then you can ride the momentum, and you can you can body surf it in however you want. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I did it too. I think I, I actually like the idea of the big bag of chips. And actually, I binge watching on Netflix. I, I've actually got to a position at the moment. I mean. I don't know why it's, it's this week, last week. I've got like, oh, it's been a very busy week. Um, the, the ISDN's been fired up three times this week, which is great by me. Nice. Um, and I'm sitting there going, I'm going to take the afternoon off. Yeah. <laughs> or I think, uh, yeah, it, it's nice to be able to do that. And I don't And you just it. keep an eye on your email by your <laughs> through your phone. Oh, yeah, attach, <laughs> you attach. Keep your phone next hit. to you. Absolutely. <laughs> To see but, if there is um, anything that does come in, then you then you run into the studio and something comes in. <laughs> I should be marketing. I should be doing stuff. But hey, I, I want to watch a binge watch Iron Fist or something. You know, I, I live in I live in Clearwater, Florida, and I like to walk over the causeway to Clearwater Beach. Uh, and, and so 
Last week, I'd done a whole bunch of stuff in the morning. I had a nice time for lunch, and so I figured, let me let me walk over to Clearwater Beach. So I'm over near Clearwater Beach. I'm starting to come back, and I, I checked my phone real quick, and it was a project that had to do with the uh, the NHL playoffs, and they needed something really, really quick. And I'm I'm a 40 minute walk away, and they they like they wanted it really fast. Hitchhike. So, no, I, I just started running, like I just ran as much as I could, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking of Kelly Buttrick because I know she's a runner and could probably run for 20 minutes. I could run for like two and a half minutes, and then I had to stop for a little while, and then I started as much running as again. That, hey, I, I two, you know, 20 seconds I'm done. what about Uber you could have just called an Uber oh I'm frugal so I just figured I'd run I'd get good exercise my Fitbit would be happy and I'd have 10,000 steps and I'd be in better shape you know uh, yeah but when he got to the booth it was a case I, uh, okay where's, where's the script <laughs> It's not that type of scripture. I, I, so, so how long did it actually take you to get back to your to like, your studio? Then, like, like twenty two minutes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, I, these, I, I went pretty quick. They call these the golden handcuffs. Yes. These jobs, aren't they? I mean, you're meant to be on call. Unless you booked out, you're meant to be there. So you took a walk. That's yeah. a long walk across that causeway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've tires, been that. Yeah, it I've tires me out driving too. across it. <laughs> there, there was a time that I did a lot more TV affiliate work, and they wanted me late into the afternoon, late into the evening, and I, I did make the decision, like, you know what? I kind of do like the ability to go and have dinner with my kids or to, or to just do something else sometime. I, I don't want to have to be stuck here till 9 or 10 at night. So I walked away from mm-hmm. a lot of that just because it, it just didn't fit what I was trying to do. Sean, speaking of uh, these walks that you take, from, uh, you know, in, in Clearwater. I know that you moved recently and you actually used to have a booth, a whisper room, and now you're kind of in an, in an open space. Like, how's, how's that working out for you? Do you like it? I do. It really, really is working cool. So I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a high rise that overlooks the water here in Clearwater. So it's a nice view. Everything is great. I wanted to have uh, the open room. I'd been in a booth for probably 20 years and I thought, you know what, if I can do it however I want to do it, the room has concrete ceilings, concrete floors, concrete walls. It's a really quiet place for a studio. So I ended up purchasing 25 of the four feet by two feet, uh, four inch thick panels from I think GIK Acoustics, put them on the walls and uh, also did a cloud overhead. Uh, you, many of you guys know Brad Newman, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brad was kind enough to fly down and he is he is great with a hammer drill and he's like down to the millimeter in terms of measurements. And so he came down for a weekend and we hung all the panels. It sounds great. It really, really sounds good. It's, uh, it's interesting to go back to some work that I had done a couple of years ago when I was in the booth and then do some punch-ins or do a retag or something like that because it does sound just slightly different but I, I can't say that it sounds worse or better it just sounds a little bit different I, th- I think even though inside the booth I had all the bass traps and had done everything to really make it sound good um, there's just that extra dead sound if you have a booth that's just full of acoustical treatment that I don't have here I have just a little bit of liveliness which I like I like being able to to hear just a little tiny bit of that reflection back but mm. once we once we hung the cloud and we did everything else the room is great the, o- the only problem is if somebody two or three floors above or below has their hammer drill growing in the middle of the day. I hear it. And it's not often. It's happened maybe once since I've been here, but it, it was it was going on before I was supposed to do a really big session with somebody uh, using Naturally. Source Connect. And I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck do I do if it's still going on? <laughs> and thankfully it stopped like five minutes before the session. I'm like, thank you, God. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, but that's one, do that. one of the 
the benefits of getting to know your neighbors in this day and age is that, you know, you, yeah. you can maybe, if you know who it is that's making the noise, you can you can ask them. I, you know, I live in a pretty, you know, remote area and I live on a dead end road. But of course, I'm surrounded by neighbors that love their gas powered toys of pretty much any kind. And one is a wood splitter. Literally, it's a wood splitter on the other side of the house. And he fires it up. It, it happened a few times where he's fired it up five minutes before a session and I have to run out there and plead with him. <laughs> he's, he's very nice and he always stops when I ask, but it's it's never, you know, it's it's kind of funny. But yeah, so, you know, it's, it's if it's not that, it's the elect, it's the uh, the chainsaw. Yeah. Or sometimes there's two chainsaws because the neighbor on the his on his side on the other side of him they, he likes to come over and they have this chainsaw yeah, party. It's like and, yawning. You know. It's contagious. Oh, he's got days oh, out. I better get mine gosh. out. <laughs> and then and then there's a leaf blower that he also loves for hours at a time. You know. So if I don't have anything pressing, I don't bug him about it. But you know, if uh, you know, and I'll just wait until he's done. But yeah, there has been of course a few times where I, I feel like there's that there's that uh, the the a director somewhere. Some some ghostly director that's that that sees me walking into my booth and then goes, "Cue the leaf blower." <laughs> yeah, it's like really okay. So anyway, ah, <laughs> uh, the problems that we all share as voiceover people, right? <laughs> yes. Bish, what happens around your house? Anything? Any flight plan overhead? Well, actually, I'm quite lucky. I'm I'm a, a room person as well. What I've got is like a, a ten by thirteen that had a 4x4 um, closet out of the side of it. So basically, I've treated the whole room with the 4x2 panels and the uh, big corner chunks and a cloud uh, as well. But I actually have the, the recess made by the 4x4 with the door off, which has got more cloud and more 4-inch covering. So I don't actually... I'm not in a booth. I just talk into this alcove, really. But I much prefer the room. I think it just gives it a little more air and it gets away from that boxy thing. Plus, it's not claustrophobic. I don't think I could spend a long time in a booth. But I I like the the bigger stuff. And and, and certainly uh, with the computer and everything in the room, you have to make sure that you don't have a spinning hard drive, that everything is dead quiet. the ISDN box has had the standard modification, which means ripping the damn fan out because um, I've got an old Zephyr. So that is dead silent now. So everything in the room is dead silent, and I, I can't even have a, um, a computer with a spinning drive in it. But I'm mean, also in a basement, so I've got concrete floor, walls. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that bothers me externally is when my own landscapers are here working uh, close to the the wall here, and if someone decides to watch Armageddon with full Dolby <laughs> above my head and the subwoofer cranked, right? Right, that yeah. will get me. I get it yeah. through the floor because it, it's floorboards and stuff. But normally that's not a problem. Um, I just scream at people when they do that. Funny story. I was I was part of a spot that had uh, multiple voices being used, and we all connected uh, at the same time to the studio, and we could all hear each other. And there was a very, very well-paid, high-profile talent uh, in Los Angeles, and he or she, I won't say which one, um, right in the middle of the session, um, we st- I started to hear something and heard him or her say, oh, hang on, plane's going overhead. And they were in the flight path of LAX. 
<laughs> and uh, it's like, okay, so everyone, and, and no, you know, I didn't think like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with him or her? It's like, all right, cool. So we just paused just a minute or so and then picked it back up and all was good. So for people that are thinking like, oh, what will the client think? Maybe maybe clients are okay with it. I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't want it to happen, mm-hmm. you know, every time you do a session or multiple times during a session, but once in a while, people understand. Yeah, it's yeah, it I, I think that's an interesting point. I think it, it goes to the fact that, apart from anything else as well, we worry about it more than the client does. Yeah. We will go through, oh, I've tried 17 mics and I don't know which one I sound best on. The client doesn't care. Right, yeah. you probably sound fine on all of them. Just pick one. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the client exactly. never asks you what kind of the, microphone the, you have. We get so, and as long as you haven't got echoes, as long as your sound treatment is good, as long as mm-hmm. you haven't got external noise, and as long as your, your equipment noise floor is okay, anything halfway reasonable you're going to sound good on and clients are not as fussy as the talents themselves that's true (laughs) and yeah life happens yeah you know yeah sure does hello this is not morgan freeman the voiceover cafe podcast is brought to you in part by voiceoverextra.com your ultimate source for industry information and articles written by real pros and relevant to talent in all levels of the business that's voiceoverxtra.com i'd like a macchiato but i don't want any milk Hey, how about the whole dust-up with uh, with one of these? I guess I don't want to mention which one, but but one of the pay-to-plays and their and their sexy ads. Oh, those! Well, we, we can mention them, right? Um, <laughs> Come on, let's fun. mention that them. It'll be fun. <laughs> I was so well voice room. Yeah, they they seem to have a track record of upsetting people, which is, is great. But what gets me every single time they do it? They're unapologetic and they double down all the time until they go over this precipice and then come out with some cock and bull story about, oh, um, we, we fired our social media company. It, it, it's you and it's your buddy in the back room doing this. Uh-huh. So they doubled. It's so funny to watch. They defend, they defend, they get worse, they get worse. Yeah. And suddenly someone has this flash of sense that says, you know, we're alienating a lot of people here. They, they did it with the whole cheap voiceover thing. And now, now with these before we go ads. further, um, yeah, can we, just in case anybody, any of our listeners missed exactly what happened, yeah. should we tell them? Tell them. <laughs> what we're actually talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Voice Realm came out with a, a series of online ads that basically were either had the the mention of sex, like voice actors have more sex or something like that, yeah. and and then there was an, also a, a series of them that were just sexy looking ads. It was like Calvin Klein meets GoDaddy marketing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was a Twitter campaign, wasn't it? I don't. Maybe I, it was I, Twitter. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was online somewhere. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but then obviously someone cut and pasted over to Facebook, and everyone's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was yeah. It's like uh, VOs are better in bed type of thing, right? You know? right. Well, I mean, yeah. now, whether or not that is true, <laughs> even, is... <laughs> even even true things sometimes don't need to be said, right? It, it can be true and still not just shoved in everybody's face. But I think there was yeah. a lot of stuff about but there. It... There were talents with their kids on the roster and that sort of thing. It wasn't family friendly. No, it to me it was absolutely tone deaf to the people they were talking to 
and they should have got it on the the wink not, not the nod or the nod or whatever um and yeah, once well, people started going uh rather than doubling down they should have said oh sorry yeah yeah i don't but i don't think that yeah i i don't subscribe to that and if i can respectfully disagree bish i just um At i mean your own you peril, know, woman. <laughs> i mean everybody's offended about everything these days and the fact that just because you offend someone mean means that you have to apologize when most likely it's a very small minority of people that are actually speaking out that are offended i'm offended most by people you judging me like that <laughs> Most people don't care, you know, like I personally think that, first of all, they're their own business. They have a right to do it. I don't really think it's I think it was a little over the top. Uh, it's not something that I would do. But uh, the fact that I mean, first of all, if it was a Twitter campaign and solely a Twitter campaign by them, I would know I know it wound up on Facebook. Uh, but if it wasn't released on Facebook, uh, if it was just a, and there's no kids on Twitter. Kids aren't on Twitter, so they're not going to well, see no, the ads. Well, no one under anyway. eight years old anyway. Probably. But I mean, if you go on any modeling website, they have the sexy models mm -hmm. that are you know above mm -hmm. 18, and then you have if they have a kids department, then you have your your kids kid models on the same website to me it's the same thing i, yeah. I know it's advertising yes. and that's probably you know when they're reaching out for more people but i mean to me the look we're talking about it the bottom line is we're talking oh, yeah, about yeah, it yeah, yeah, it worked yeah. you know i mean i i don't necessarily agree or disagree with it but they have a right to do it and i don't really think it was that big of a deal i wasn't so horrified by it i thought it was quite funny uh and and entertaining yeah. um and I, i'm not on vo voice realm but I can't say that it would deter me from from joining the site in the in the future just because of that alone. It's not something I would boycott the site for. No, you look at their you know. rates as well, and that would help. They, um, they really did miss the opportunity to to like have some Barry White stuff going on in the background, like <laughs> you know, hey baby, come over to the voice realm. You know, like that's <laughs> that was good. Do that again, Sean. Like, <laughs> hey Trish, come over to the voice realm. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bish, Bish, we're going to let you go. I'll talk ah. to you later. <laughs> <laughs> I no. want to stay and watch. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> you went there. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yes, anyway, I have no so... problem with the Victoria's Secret model because she's selling underwear. I know, I, I and those are on national television. I have a problem with the Victoria's Secret's underwear model selling voice services. Uh, and yes, I did not. I do not like GoDaddy adverts either. No, I didn't I, either. I, in, fa yeah. in fact, I pulled all of my uh, all of my domains from GoDaddy. Right. I, I do not because like... of that though. I did. Yeah. I just I just thought it was it was just um, objectifying, you know, and and like uh, I'm I'm all about you know sexy ladies and looking nice and all, but I just thought they objectified women inside of their advertising, and I didn't want to support it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I have a problem with with things. You do not need cleavage to sell soap powder. Well, apparently, I mean, you know, sex still sells, in, in my opinion. And, you know, I mean, it's not objectification if there's women out there going out for the roles. It's not like they're putting women in handcuffs and, and making them go on camera mm -hmm. to, you know, play these parts. They're willingly auditioning and landing these roles. These are actresses. And, you know, it, as long as there's money to be made out there and women willing to 
portray those roles, I don't see it as objectifying or exploit exploitation of any kind. It's there's okay. vol- there's certain types of women that will do that kind of work, and then there's not, mm-hmm. and, and that's the, that's even what it boils down to. We have the Chippendales as well, and people like that, and your Calvin Klein male models. So yes, I your point is well made. Yes, but it's all down to personal. Yeah, that's just, but yeah. you know. So I know I'm going to get some hate mail for that. But. That's all right. No, it's 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 okay. <laughs> Completely all right. Anybody else suffering with bad allergies right now? I've had a little bit creeping up here and there, but n- not from you know you and I, Sean, have been talking about yours for years, and and I know that you deal with a lot, and um, you know I, I deal with it here and there, but it's it's not really anything compared to what what you have to deal with. I know. Bish, do you have any uh, any issues with it? I am saying this with my hand firmly on my wooden top desk. <laughs> I do not have allergies. I've never <sighs> suffered from allergies. Nice. At my age, I know they can come at any year, but mm-hmm. I, I can skip happily through a field full of pollen and just get dusted with yellow stuff. Mm, I, I do nice. not. I don't have the problem. Gosh, how I wish I could flip that with you. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I don't have allergies to food. There are foods I yeah. don't like, obviously. Um, I don't have allergies to pollen. I, I'm, I'm just allergy-free, and I'm, I'm blessed. That's... How do you deal with it, Sean? Wow. I, I do a lot. Um, I do a neti pot every every morning and every night. That just helps me to, to prevent wow. from getting sick. So, yeah, I do that. I know it's kind of gross to some people. It's like, you know, I've done it now for many, many years, probably 10 years. Um, I'll take usually like a Zyrtec D or something that uh, will help with an antihistamine and usually a decongestant. I'd like to get away from the decongestant, to be honest, because sometimes it can make me a little jittery and it, it causes some other problems for men. So it's like... Uh, I'd like, like your meth dealers following you around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, so um, you know, sometimes I'll just take the antihistamine, but I, tr- I try to be cautious to not be out when it's really, really rough with the things. I, I go for allergy shots, so I get shot every couple of weeks. Uh, uh, once in each arm. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's better. I mean, I, I had such a uh, such a rough time. It's it's funny. World Voice Day was uh, was April sixteenth, four sixteen. Isn't that kind of funny? A little Sennheiser tie-in, but I, I think it's always four sixteen. Um, but for World Voice Day, one of the one of the organizations that put on World Voice Day wanted to interview me about an issue that I had going back fifteen plus years, where I had a really really bad cold. Uh, you know, maybe started with allergies, but it turned into laryngitis, and it took me it took me months of therapy to get back on my feet. Um, so that, that, uh, that video is out there somewhere where I just got interviewed on it. And it was, it was interesting, you know, to, to just remember that time where I was just, I was in bad shape, really, really bad shape. So ever since then, I took vocal health a lot more seriously and, and just, uh, you know, try to take care of myself to prevent myself from getting sick. I, I do come off to other people as the, as the germaphobe by opening doors with my shirt and some of those kind of things. Do you guys do that? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do that not from uh, an allergy thing. It's just uh, I've seen other people's okay, disgusting right. habits and I don't want to touch the same things they have. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Have, sensible. Yeah. My friend Hal just came down to visit from New York. He works for iHeartMedia up in New York and he, he, he was here and as we we're walking out, I, you know, I opened the door with my elbow or I grabbed my shirt to grab a handle. I do that. Okay. I do right. that. And he's totally. Like, he's like, you know what's weird? Like, And he, he mentioned one of the big stars that's syndicated out of New York does the exact same thing and somebody else does the exact same thing. So I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I guess I'm not such a freak then. It's just, you know what? If we get sick and we can't work I, I always called it like the five thousand dollar sneeze if somebody sneezes and i don't go wash my hands and i get sick and i 
I miss out on a couple of weeks of work. It, you know, it's the $5,000 sneeze. So it's <laughs> like, I, I'd rather not get sick. <laughs> the the yeah. trick I was told by, by someone that does suffer from a, a lot of allergies and is a bit of a, a, a germaphobe, if you go to conferences and stuff like that, I mean, you can't be a slave to it. But what they say is break the habit. Do not ever touch your face. Yeah. So, um, and then you can wash your hands periodically, but it's that whole touching of the face thing. They put it down to that's what gives you the crap, you know. So <laughs> that's you can, true. You don't have to wash your hands all the time. So you can shake hands, use door handles, just don't touch your face. Can I suck on my thumb still, or is that would that be problematic? <laughs> You See, may I'm a nail biter. It's you the may worst. have to I'm use a prophylactic on your thumb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to extend yeah. the latex bodysuit all the way to my fingers. It'll be hard to type, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> I, I don't wear a latex bodysuit. If anybody's wondering, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we need that. <laughs> I mean, you know, but I, you have don't to clarify. You want him to, though. Now he <laughs> said it. I told you the Photoshop was going crazy in my head earlier. Hey, some people are into different kinks. It's all right, all right? <laughs> to each his own. Or her but own. Yeah, I do that, too. And and actually, one of the, you know, a lot of people make, make fun of New Jersey that we're a bunch of pussies for not being able to pump our own gas. But, um... I mean, it's great. First of all, it's fantastic when you're in heels and you're all dressed up. Yes. You don't want to get out and, and, you know, have to have to pump gas, you know. And, and you know, of course, it, it gets really cold in New Jersey, too. So, you know, I, it's, you don't have to get out of your car to get your gas, you know. So um, that's kind of nice. But, I, but you know, when I travel to other states, the surround, all the surrounding states here, I think it's still us. Actually, I think that we might be the only the you only. You and state Idaho, left, I think. No, Oregon. Oregon. I knew well, it's one of but I'm pretty corners. sure that they changed the law, or I heard that they're changing or changed the law recently. Anyway, so all of the are surround, and I live close to the Pennsylvania and New York state border, so you know I'm 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 over in those states fairly often, and there are times where I have to get out. I mean, I I will wait until I get over the border if I possibly can, <laughs> but you know sometimes I do have to to fill up my tank, and and so I keep um, you know a bottle of. Uh, hand sanitizers you know and in, in or hand sanitizer in the in the car with me um and and yeah i do the whole elbow thing i i use you know i at the very least i'll use my knuckle in like an elevator mm-hmm. or something like yeah. pressing buttons in an elevator i'll try to use my wrist or my elbow or you know if i'm holding stuff i'll at least use my one of my middle knuckles so it, you know at least you know i'm not doing it with my fingertips because i i am i'm a nail biter so i love it that i'm in similar company here this is great I'm feeling much more accepted. It's good. Actually, Trish, I must throw something in here. I've had the discussion with someone from New Jersey before. Um, in New York, it's not compulsory to buy, pump your own gas. You can actually go to a station where they'll pump it for you. It's not only... Well, they'll charge you extra for it, though. Yeah, uh, not in a lot of places now. The overcharging has, has stopped. But in the same way it's compulsory to be served in New Jersey, it's not compulsory to serve yourself in New York. You can go anywhere you want. You can yeah. have someone pump your gas for you. So you don't have well, to yeah, become a prisoner ever. of New Jersey. I know you hate leaving it, <laughs> but... A prisoner of New you know, Jersey. Don't use that as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't leave the state. I'll have to pump my own gas. I remember the first time after I got my license that I had to fill up my tank in another state. And I, I just wasn't aware. I was, you know, 17 years old or whatever. Maybe I was 18. And... I was, I sat for 10 minutes waiting for the damn attendant in a New York State gas station. And I'm wondering, I'm looking around, like wondering what the hell is going on. Like, why won't anybody come out and help me? <laughs> Actually, I've been to a gas station. Um, there was a bunch of us, um, long story short, we were coming up uh, the Belt Parkway, having come from New Jersey. And they closed it down and people found themselves in the middle of nowhere because they always tell you you've got to get off the belt. They never tell you where to go once they've got you off the belt. But that's neither here nor there. So we pull into this gas station and someone that was in our stream of traffic did it as well. And it was a case of she stood there looking at the pump, completely not knowing what to do. So it's like, would you like some help? Here's the Brit. <laughs> trying to helping out the American at an American gas station. Do you know what you're doing here, dear? Would you like a hand? <laughs> <laughs> and she flustered and said something in New Jerseyese, which I took as yes, please, thank you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so well, uh, all right. So uh, when it comes to Al, going back to the whole Al, how did we get on? Did we get the? Did we? Did we get on gas stations from allergies? Oh yeah, yes, because we were hands, talking about yes. You don't like to touch right. things. <laughs> Sorry, that was wow. We just we really went <laughs> off on a tangent there. You're Sorry, the guys. Editor. You <laughs> I, I am, but I have a feeling I might leave it in. Uh, I yeah, the I mean the allergy remedies. I I found I mean for me when you have something really mild or even for colds it works is is um, a mixture of seventy five percent saline and twenty five percent alcohol, mm-hmm. not alcohol, right. alcohol. A-L-K-A-L-O-L. And yep. you can get it usually at pretty much any pharmacy. It's like a hundred-year-old rem- uh, recipe or, or product. Um, you, and, and it's not expensive. It's only like, I don't know, four or five, you know, maybe $5 a bottle at the most. You I know, think it, I it's funny. I, I found some places that, that want to charge 10 and 15 bucks a bottle. Uh, my, local co- <laughs> my local Costco, my favorite store, has it for like six bucks, five bucks. So okay. sh- shop around if you're getting ripped off. I, and, yeah. I, I, and I use it too. this stuff. Yeah, but, but it I, will I last a long time. I generally just go. I know I don't suffer, but to protect myself, just in case it does, I go for the uh, internal application of alcohol, not the other stuff. Ah, so right. so you're using it only for medicinal purposes? Yes. And and in the mixture I had mentioned, by the way, that's you don't drink that. No, no, no. <laughs> you, it, that's that's a neti pot. That's yeah. a nasal rinse. So just make sure that you don't go any higher than twenty five percent with the alcohol because like it's hell. mint. <laughs> and oh man, I learned that the hard way. That is miserable. I, Even the twenty five percent is a little rough. I heard the scream but... from New Jersey all the way down here in Florida. <laughs> Probably it was not pleasant. Uh, even the twenty-five percent is a little rough, but if you really are looking to, you know, clear yourself out up there, it's uh, really kind of it, it. It does the trick, yeah, you know. Just yeah. don't do it like a half hour before the session because it does kind of swell. It swells me up a little mm-hmm. bit because it's so irritating. Yeah, but then. It takes a few minutes to just kind of let the let let it settle and let the menthol kind of kick in, and it really does clear out anything, pretty much anything that's in there. <laughs> the, the, the first time I did it, I think I did a 50-50 mix, and I swear afterward, I, I heard like, "Y'all gonna make me lose my mind." I just, I just kept hearing that over and over, like, "Oh my gosh, did part of my brain just come out? What just happened here?" <laughs> oh God, I know. <laughs> Oh, boy. Did you guys get your taxes done? <clears throat> yes. On time. 
accurately. <laughs> I'll stand any audit here. Yes, I wow. was very, very conservative with what I did, but I actually got it in on time. You filed an extension, uh, Sean? I, well, I did. My, mine are just a little more complicated. I, I do have a corporation, so I run my voiceover uh, business as a corp. So, uh, and, and last year and the year prior got a little more complicated uh, through a divorce. I had to open up additional counts. And so I, I had like, you know, six counts that I had to reconcile. So it, it's taken me a little bit of time. So I, oh, okay. I, I did file the extension. I'll have the corporate done soon. And then I'll do the personal. And it's like, yeah, the, the tax man just, oh, I yeah. don't even have the excuse of having a corporation or going through any kind of life-changing event. I just file an extension every year just because I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Just on general principles. It never fails, but I always email my CPA on on, on, uh, April 14th 14th, basically and going, can you file an extension again? But every year I always say, I'm just going to get it done by April 15th next year. That's my goal. And then just flies by. (laughs) Here's an interesting point. I'm outnumbered here. You've both got accountants, CPAs. I do mine Mm -hmm. myself. I I do my personal myself. I have the corporate done by somebody. I tried to do the corporate. I I mean, I I love to see how the levers work and how, you know, this affects this and what happens here. And so I I, I like doing that for the personal. But the corporate, I tried it once and it was just, eh, I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. And and basically, I'd like to still be able to work in my studio and not have to work from a jail cell. I just hear the acoustics Mm -hmm. there are bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good point. But I I don't have, I'm thinking of of doing it, but I, I I, I'm not incorporated. So basically, I find the easiest thing, and this is, again, really a serious topic, is I keep pretty accurate records on a month-to-month basis. I, I can, I mean, the umpteen columns in my spreadsheet for travel expenses and all different types of expenses, ISDN fees, phone bills, everything is item. So all I've got to do at the end of the year is total the damn thing up. Yep. Yeah. it's. I, I, I don't I even know, use anything on, online, any, what is it, um, QuickBooks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a spreadsheet man. Yeah. I, well, I, I create a spreadsheet of all of my deductions and I give all the paperwork to my CPA, but it, but he knows all of the, he knows all kinds of, the all the rules and everything. I mean, to me, it's like, well, I, you know, it, it's the same thing is that we complain that that people hire their the, the secretary to be the vo- to do the voicemail for their business you know and and they won't hire a professional but to me hiring a professional actually gets you back the most money and in my opinion and, and in my experience you know if it's not your genius it's not your job <laughs> mm, that's a good phrase I, I understand but I, I I mean I come from a different place obviously uh, this is taxes are something everyone has to do. So they shouldn't be so complicated that people have to outsource something they are legally obliged to do every year. And so I really attacked it in that way. And I, okay, maybe I missed out on 50 bucks, 100 bucks. I don't think so. But uh, uh, Mm -hmm. we need tax reform. Mm -hmm. I know. I do agree with that. It would be nice to file a a postcard. If if it's something I have to do legally, don't make me outsource it and pay uh, uh, a CPA. To, to do it make it so I can understand uh, corporate yeah I get it okay fair enough but if it's personal taxes uh, even running a business I should be able to do them myself it becomes a point of honor I know I'm probably doing myself a disservice but yeah. uh, Every to each his own, but but it's also you know I mean every state's different too. It's like you guys talk about going incorporated, and a lot of people you know a lot of voice voice talent that I know have gone S corp or LLC. Mm-hmm. I've been told by my CPA that until I'm making a certain amount of money, which is pretty 
pretty significant. So um, people say uh, about a quarter of a million or something like that. Yeah, quarter of a million. He yeah. told me that until I'm there, you know, I hate to admit that I'm not a quarter well, of a million. Well, but... I'll, I'll back you up. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Well, not on a regular basis anyway, you know. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. If, if you boil it down to one day and <laughs> multiplied it, then sometimes it would work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, like to me, uh, you know, I live in New Jersey and my CPA tells me that until I'm at a quarter of a million, I don't even need to be outside of a sole prop, sole proprietorship. So, you know, um, that's just, but it, it goes by state, you know, uh, consult your tax professional. Yes, yes. <laughs> just so we're covered. No, you know, we, we are, we obviously yes. are not CPAs and we don't give legal advice. So I have to put that disclaimer in there for all Absolutely. our listeners. Right. <laughs> hey, it was cool to uh, it was cool to hear Rachel's question come in and I just wanted to remind folks that are listening, if you're listening on the website or somewhere where you just click and play it, um, hopefully you'll subscribe to our uh, to our webcast or to the to the podcast. Um, you can do that easily by going to voiceovercafe.org uh, if you want the RSS feed to, to plug it into your RSS reader. I mean, I, I use one called Pocket Casts. That's just it's a, such a brilliant podcast player on the phone. It'll automatically download the stuff. Super great interface, and it's great to listen to a bunch of different podcasts. But the RSS feed is listed on the website, or it's voiceovercafe.org slash feed slash podcast. And if somebody wants to send in a question, that would be great as an MP3, or if, I mean, you can certainly type it in, but it's cooler to hear your voice. Staff mm -hmm. at voiceovercafe.org will get it. Uh, maybe people have some funny uh, screw-ups that they did. I, I thought about starting to save some of my screw-ups. I screw up tons of times all during the day. Maybe I should just start uh, start saving them. That'd be funny. Maybe some people would send some of those in. Yeah, that's that's true. I have I probably have a few that you know I, I would normally just get rid of but some of them are so epic <laughs> oh I had one the other day <laughs> that I, I do save them <laughs> I should have saved it I have it in front of me here now actually um I it took me 20 times to say this was in a high energy sporty thing navigate life's twists and turns yes <laughs> navigate life's twists and turns no that's something you write. That's not something you say. Navigate life's <laughs> twists and turns. I, I had digital community the other day, uh -huh. and I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it probably took me about 20 times to really to really get it right within in the, the sentence without having to do like a really, really close edit to uh -huh. kind of splice it in somewhere, which, you know, sometimes I'm able to do. But, yeah, I wanted to get the whole the whole thing in, in one fell swoop you know at least at least the whole sentence and it it, it took me quite a while digital community <laughs> what i like are actually the expletives that go in between like say takes seven and eight like, <laughs> exactly oh, did you read this out <laughs> loud <laughs> <laughs> so yeah oh sean you are you mentioned the rss feed but we're, we're also on itunes so ah, yes. you know if you're if you if you're an apple person I am. then we won't hold that against you but we still are on iTunes. Well, you know what I found? I found a lot of Apple people that, yes, they're Apple people. They love their Mac. They love their iPhone. They hate iTunes. Oh, really? Oh, okay. As I've never a used music it, so. management system, it does leave a lot to be desired. I would love to be able to run multiple separate libraries within iTunes so I can keep all my uh, royalty-free music in one, my and my music that I listen to in another. But I can't... So I have to, I've got two machines running. The, my music library on one and... All my royalty free music that I've collected over the, the, the years uh -huh. on another. Yeah. And I'd like to, ha like to have another library with sound effects and that sort of stuff. And another library so I can catalog all my work and pull it up easily. 
So mm-hmm. it doesn't do that. So yes, iTunes, if it had Music Library 1, 2, 3 and 4 that you could hop between, I'd love that. But it doesn't. Yeah. So. All right. Nice. Um, but yeah, that, that's cool. I mean, I love the fact that, that Rachel emailed her, her question in, you know, as an MP3. So if you want to do that, then yeah, send that in and we'll, we'll put you on the show. Sounds good. So, Sean, thanks for thanks so much for filling in for Terry again. You're welcome. It it's fun. always a pleasure. It was kind of cool just having the three of us. You know, I you know, I mean, like I said, it's one of the downfalls of us all being pros is like sometimes this happens. But you know, it's kind of kind of nice. I agree. I think one of the upsides of it is um, with with you steering it there. We're allowed to actually explore a subject until the subject runs out, rather than until Terry gets bored with it. <laughs> uh. Right, on to the next subject. <laughs> Terry, we had two minutes on that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you, Sean. Thank you. You're welcome. Hope, hope spring goes great for everybody. Look forward to meeting you guys uh, again in the next month or so. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Cafe. VO News served up piping hot and fresh. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. See, you guys. See ya. That's a wrap on another episode of the VoiceOver Cafe. This is Sean Caldwell. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out other riveting episodes at voiceovercafe.org. Rock, paper, scissors! <laughs> <laughs>